Your mic's not plugged in. Are you fucking with me right now? No, no it's a computer serious. mic, yeah. I, I, I don't know, it signed me out and fucking updated everything. <laughs> and now my fucking mic's not working. It's plugged in though, right? Yeah, it's plugged in. What do I look like? You just gotta go through your audio settings. There it is. There it is. There it is. Boner! Alright, all right, guys, I gotta go. Good show. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I think we're good. Fuck you all. You know what? I hate all of you. <laughs> it's time for... Another wrestling podcast. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to another wrestling podcast. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2018. I'm Credo. I'm Minority Mike. And I'm the social assassin, Angry Cooter. And I'm having a very bad fucking day. <laughs> hey, it's, well, it's the new year. Anything can happen and everything will happen. Cooter, uh, hang in there. It's just the beginning of the show. We have a lot more to go. We're, uh, we got a lot to talk about, right? Yes, let's get this fucking shit over with because right now I'm going to put a bullet in my fucking head. <laughs> Well, we don't want to do that on a live podcast. We we saw what happened with that one guy, Logan Paul. Oh, no, we, we don't we don't want that reputation. No dead bodies tonight, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, guys, you know I, I'm looking at your shirts, and uh, we got some Bullet Club shirts going on. Uh, funny thing, Cooter, uh, I was working on an Angry Cooter T-shirt for our Pro Wrestling Tees store. Yes, we have one. Check it out, ProWrestlingTees.com/slash Another Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I, I wanted to make an Angry Cooter shirt, and I made it. I made the Angry Club shirt, Cooter. You know what? I got a cease and desist letter from uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. We couldn't put it up there anymore. I, I can't be the only one who's been uh, shitted on by New Japan, right? Come on now. Well, it says here, it, this is what I got. It says, we received the submission form for your angry club design. Unfortunately, we can no longer put Bullet Club, New Japan, or WWE parody shirts up on our website. You're welcome to change the design around and some resubmit a form. And I'm like, all right, let me just check out what everybody else has got on their page. Every fucking page has a WWE parody shirt or a Bullet Club shirt. And I'm like, fuck just take them all down. Anyway, we're trying, Cooter. I'm trying to get you a shirt. Trying to get some Kenny Omega the fears the angry one. He's a bitch. Uh, Fuck him. Well, guys, uh, we got some new shirts going on there. I got an all right, all right, all right shirt. I just kind of made that really quick. And we got, we, I don't know what else to do, though, Mike. Do you have any ideas for new shirts? I mean, we're wrestling fans. We should have some wrestling ideas, right? Well, I know a lot of wrestling fans um, on Twitter have been blocked by uh, Vince Russo. So <laughs> we just make a... Vince Russo blocked me t-shirt. I think a lot of people will relate to that one. I, I sure as hell can. Wow. Hey, Mike, how many it. people have you been blocked by on Twitter? Well, let's see. Let's see. Um, Vince Russo, Josh Matthews, Kalisto. <laughs> whole plethora. <laughs> yeah, Kalisto, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, Impact Wrestling blocked me. Yes, <laughs> the promotion itself blocked, blocked me. Blocked by promotion, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um... I, I know the list goes on and on. I don't know off the top of my head, but the ones that stand out to me the most is Impact Wrestling and Kalisto. I love it. We all have well, gimmicks. People wondering why <laughs> Kalisto blocked me. That's a long story for another day. But yes, I was blocked by a lucha thing. Wow. Well, <laughs> everybody, welcome. You know, I just want to let everybody know. I'll look ahead on today's show. We have former WWE superstar, the genius Lanny Poffo. And uh, joining him is going to be John Crowther. He's a writer for a new comic coming out with Lanny Poffo for Inverse Comics, Squared Circle Comics. They'll be joining us in a little bit. We're also uh, 
We're going to be talking about what we think will happen in 2018. Minority Mike's got a little list for us. Uh, we don't know what's on it yet, so we're going to find out what happens later on. So stay tuned for that. But I just mentioned it, guys. Breaking news. If all you uh, guys out there are on social media, we uh, we got another guest coming to the area very soon. I want to throw out some plugs for this. So uh, March 2nd, Waterbury, Connecticut for Northeast Wrestling WrestleFest. We have Lanny Poffo. He's on the show today. But he's also going to be in Waterbury, Connecticut on Friday, March 2nd for uh, Northeast Wrestling's biggest show of the year. It's, pr- it's pretty much the WrestleMania. So he's going to be doing that. But guys, the very next night, Lanny Poffo is coming to Poughkeepsie, our hometown. He's going to be uh, signing autographs, taking pictures. We're also going to have a special Q&A session with him all happening at Darkside Records uh, over at Poughkeepsie, guys. So come on over for that. Uh, a special Q&A. Ask Lanny anything you want, whether it be about the Macho Man himself, anything. I think he'll answer it all. I'm telling you right now, if you get the opportunity to have a conversation with this guy, he really is brutally honest. He will tell you anything. He really is an open book. This is a great opportunity to hear some really funny shit. And he really is, Credo. I mean, we've had dinner with him before. He's a funny dude. I, re- I remember that night you guys invited me out to that dinner and he was there and he, the stories he was telling us was just so awesome. I mean, the story oh, yeah. between uh, when Macho Man had the idea of trying to put over Shawn Michaels, that story is great. The one thing that stood out to me the most was I wasn't even there for five minutes. I went over there. I shook his hand. I didn't even ask him. He handed me Macho Man's Hall of Fame ring and just turned around casually and went back to conversation. He just left the Hall of Fame <laughs> ring. In my yeah, hand. dude. He had no idea who I was. I could have easily ran off with this ring. I would never have done that. But he just like he was just, hey, here you go. Here's the ring. And I'm like holding it like I have the glow. Yes. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I took a picture with it. I gave it back. I mean, he's such an awesome dude, man. Yeah, it man. really is. If you guys get a chance, go out there and check him out. Have a conversation with him. He is such a good dude. Definitely, guys. Uh, so, once again, March 2nd, March 3rd, he'll be out here. Uh, maybe we'll do other stuff with him. I don't know. There's going to be a lot going on that weekend, but only another wrestling podcast is going to bring you Lanny Poffo back here uh, in the tri state area. So, uh, come on over for that one, guys. But let's get right into the week that was, shall we? We were off last week trying to collect ourselves, trying to figure out what we're doing on the show this year. Uh, but Mike, I'm going to give you this one for a little bit. I, I, you're the big New Japan mark in, in this uh, uh, triple threat we got going here. But uh, New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom happened. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Because I know everybody, my, me personally, I was watching it for Jericho and Omega. I, I don't know too much New Japan stuff, but... It was it was good, Mike. Uh, t- uh, tell us your thoughts about this briefly, if you can. I thought every match on the card was great. I mean, with the exception of the, the New Japan Battle Royal, which uh, they have a pre-show and they have a, a Battle Royal. It was okay. Um, other than that, every match pretty much delivered. Um, the three main events, I call it the three main events, which was the Intercontinental title match, Jericho versus Omega, and Naito versus Okada. All those matches are great, but honestly, in my opinion... Omega versus Jericho was the best match on that card. I mean, you had the super uh, junior, uh, the junior heavyweights, 
Um, that uh, Fatal 4-Way match was great. But for some reason, it was just Jericho and Omega. They told a great story. Jericho is the ultimate heel. Uh, and when people call him the GOAT, that's he truly is a GOAT because he knows how, how to put the crowd in the palm of his hand and be that guy that nobody likes. Well, everybody likes him, but he plays that villain so well. I mean, the story they told outside the ring uh, when he stole the camera from the cameraman and started taking pictures of Kenny and then took a picture of him <laughs> flipping off the crowd. It, this was classic Jericho. This was a savage. This was the character that, you know, I would be OK with as WWE champion if they let him be this guy. Um, mm. But the card itself was just a great card. It's it's Wrestle Kingdom is a great way to start off your your new year. Um, I was up early for this. I actually got up early because I wanted to watch it live. I did not want any spoilers. Um, and like I said, it, it was just a great card. It really was. I loved it from top to bottom. I, I'm going to throw something out there. I couldn't agree with you more in terms of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. And I was pissed off because I found a stream and I'm literally watching as I'm going to work. And as I'm pulling into the parking lot, Jericho and Omega are on and I'm just like I do not want to go to work right now I was so fucking mad and and like you said Mike I didn't want spoilers this is probably the first and only time I've literally left my phone in my car for the entire day of work yeah literally and then when I got out I found a link and I watched it and let me tell you something Jericho and Omega tore the fucking house down and for all those fuckboys out there who were saying Oh, Chris Jericho's too old. He's not going to be able to work, you know, that pace with Omega. Okay. You you obviously don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Because like Mike said, greatest of all time, Jericho can work with anybody and fucking look great doing it. That's just a fact. Yeah, man. You know, he's 47 years old, too. I just looked that up. 47 yeah. years old, man. I wish I could be half the man he is at 47 years old. Uh, you know, I had a most similar story like you, Cooter. I was I, you know, I, I wasn't up early for it, so I actually had to wake up early because I think I called out of work because we had that snowstorm, and I, I woke up as the match was happening, so I was watching it in bed with my phone. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, <laughs> and it was funny. Our, our fl- friend of the show, Felicia Rose, was actually, she tweeted out something funny. She was like, you know, Raw can you know, capture anybody's attention for three hours, but New Japan has the half of America up at two or three a.m. watching the show. Uh, just a little. That is fun. so true. It was such a funny joke, but it, it, yeah, it was so true. Everybody was up. I couldn't do it, but uh, man, that Jericho Omega match definitely worth it. I think even actually breaking news that Omega uh, uh, signed uh, another contract, uh, extending his contract to 2019 January. So he's going to be over there for a little bit. Uh, don't expect him. Uh, well, I know some marks want to see him in the WWE, but uh, he's still with. New Japan for the foreseeable future. Uh, a lot of things happen with that, but you know, but all in all, New Japan was awesome. Uh, maybe a competition for WWE if they change it up a little bit. I saw, uh, you know, some people eyeballing it, like Mark Cuban, trying to see what, what he could do with uh, New Japan if he buys it, puts it on his networks. I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely different, and especially with that English commentary, man, you know, it makes it even better because they can't. I need to understand something when I'm watching. It's just the Japanese. I, I it's too much. Mark Cuban already has it on his network, actually, the access. Yeah, I wonder if that, that's what I was thinking. I was, I was reading something to where he has it, and I think he maybe could invest or wants to invest more money oh, into it. Either either way, I'll tell you something right now. If they can expand to the U.S. market and take over in the U.S. territories, WWE has some competition on their hands. 
That's right. Uh, guys, moving right along. Uh, possible, or, you know, this is one of those things you read online, but uh, Goldberg could be headlining the Hall of Fame. And uh, I hear that the Dudleys are possibly on their way in, into it, too. Guys, uh, Goldberg, are we at Goldberg? Does Goldberg really need to go in right now just because of what he did uh, last year? Or could it have gone to somebody else? I mean, as the, the headliner, I don't know. Ugh. Uh, granted, they haven't made an official announcement, but I mean, this is, you know, hearsay, she, whatever. So we're kind of leaning towards it. I think Dave I Metzler wish, said it. So I, I really wish the WV would take a page at MLB um, and they won't put anybody in Hall of Fame after a five year period. You have to be retired for five years in order to be included into a ballot of the Hall of Fame. For me, it's like I, I don't want to see a guy who just had a match last year all of a sudden next you know is in the hall of fame it kind of takes away that anticipation for me like i i like when they bring back old timers that you haven't seen in a very long time are finally up there getting their hall of fame speech in to me goldberg i think it's just too soon i wish they could just wait a little while um if they do it, they do it. I mean, <laughs> all we're going to do is bitch and complain about it. There's nothing that we could do about it, but I just hope that they don't. I hope they give it some time. That shit drives me nuts, man. I couldn't agree with that that statement anymore. Because when you put a guy in the fucking Hall of Fame a year after he's retired, like Shawn Michaels or or Eddie Guerrero just because he passed away, like I get it. Eddie would have been a, a fucking uh, – you know, a, a first name ballot Hall of Famer, regardless, do we need to put him in so fast? Like, I, I, but then again, this is pro wrestling. I mean, uh, a lot of lifespans are kind of cut short and maybe they want to get them on television giving a speech before, uh, you know, a drug overdose or something. I know. And I'm not saying that to be an asshole, but let's be honest. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, who knows when. Bill Goldberg might go on a cocaine binge and fucking overdose. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, they haven't made an official announcement yet, but that's what people are saying. I guess we'll have to just wait on that before we get too much into it. But guys, uh, maybe I should have kind of led with this with after the uh, after the New Japan talk, but all in. Cody uh, Rhodes, the Bucks, Omega happening September, their own pay-per-view. They haven't announced a location just yet. But this is building up because this is uh, this is like their own what pay-per-view on their own dime kind of a thing. And I don't know. This is a this could be a big deal. Right. What do you guys think about this? Or do you even want to go? Are you going to try to go? I don't even think it's a pay-per-view. I think oh, they're, like a live show. What the origins of this was Dave Meltzer said that Ring of Honor could never fill a 10,000 seat state or a 10,000 seat arena. Um, Cody Rhodes pretty much said that. I will prove you wrong. And so this is what led to this. Dave Meltzer was the reason why this is happening. Um, So they're trying to do their best to fill 10,000 seats. I really hope that they do succeed that goal. If they don't succeed the goal, I really think it's the fans fault because the fans need to put some support behind this because I know they're going to deliver with a great card. I know there's going to be some huge names. They haven't announced anything yet. There's two places where they're going to be, and it's either going to be in Chicago or it's going to be in Los Angeles. And those are the two markets that they're targeting. They haven't announced what arena they're going to be in yet. All they announced is the date, which is September 1st, 2018. 
I'm all in for this. I mean, I, I like to make these little wrestling trips. I mean, I went to full sale last year. I think, I think I'm going to make the trip to this regardless where it is, either Chicago or Los Angeles. It, it should be an interesting show, especially if Daniel Bryan's contract expires. Mm. Um, I believe his contract expires at the end of August, which leads right into all, mm. all in. So that, that would be interesting if that does happen. If they do bring in a CM Punk, if it's in Chicago, that would be huge. They'll definitely fill a 10,000 plus oh. arena. Uh, it could lead to a lot of things, man. It could lead to another promotion. I don't know. I'm just so used to saying pay-per-view. So, hey, you know, even with like companies like Flow Slam or something, you know, if they sell out those tickets, I wonder if they'll be like, hey, let's just try to get it filmed too, you know. So either way, I'm all in. I would love to see it, but I don't know. I'm not going to be able to go there. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, definitely exciting. They definitely got their uh, fans ready for it. And, you know, hey. It's going to deliver. It's uh, some of the best in the world right there. Uh, guys, I want to bring this up, though, too. Uh, not too much happening what happened on Raw and all that stuff. But uh, uh, I want to kind of bring this up because I don't think we got to talk about it. The Balor Club. We finally get to see Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows joining Finn Balor. Uh, something almost I feel like they could have did a year ago when they had that momentum coming from New Japan. Or was it a year ago? I don't even know what it was, you know. Uh, but it, now they're finally doing it. Is it too little too late or is it just about what they need? Because I'm honestly enjoying this kind of heelish Finn Balor now and, you know, uh, with the club. So I'm hoping, I don't know, I'm hoping this gets going, something big, something great. I'm not a fan of just calling it the Balor Club, though. But, uh, guys, the Balor Club. If any of you fucking guys thought that this should not have happened, you are so dead wrong because Anderson and Gallows are such a great fucking team. They deserve a higher spot on that card. I think, personally, they're probably the best team on the Raw roster. They have the best credentials out of anybody. That's just my opinion. And the fact that when people have been saying, oh, Finn Balor isn't over. Yeah, he's over. But what I've seen from him being a little bit heelish, I think I'm enjoying more than him as that face that I saw yeah. on NXT. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fresher. I, I don't expect it. Um, it, it it's kind of different because when we see guys from NXT come up as either a heel or a face, they tend to come up on the main roster. The exact opposite. Like a Bobby Roode was such a great heel on NXT. And now they brought him up as a face on SmackDown Live, and, and, and I can't stand it. <laughs> I love Finn Balor as a face on NXT, and right now I'm really starting to enjoy him as the fucking heel on Raw. And I, and I hope it, it, it goes even farther, and I hope they stick with this shit. They haven't clarified yet, though, if they are heels. They were kind of tweeners. Um, on Raw, this is only week one with them together, so we'll see how it goes. Um, it, I don't think it's too late. I mean, I, it should have been done a while ago, but Vince had no faith in it. Um, them just throwing it together now, it feels like Vince just really has no plans for these guys whatsoever. I really hope that they take this and just go with it and just make the best out of it to a point where Vince has no choice, but he has to put the tag titles on these, on these two uh, gallows and Anderson. And he has to take Finn and put him in that main event picture because he is so over that Daniel Bryan effect where the fans just are just so into him that they don't care what the booking is. They're going to hijack it and cheer for this guy. We'll see how it goes. I mean, right now it's only week one. I'm enjoying it. Uh, if I enjoy it two months, Vince might take it away from us. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, guys. You know, I'm, I'm loving it. I love it. I, I'm happy that it's finally happening. 
Uh, it's great. But, uh, you know, we're, we are in getting into that WrestleMania season, guys. It's uh, we're waiting for the Rumble. Uh, it's happening, right? We're, we're there almost. But, you know, uh, some people, I love to know, you know, Dave, Met- Dave Meltzer, uh, other people on the Internet just know what's going to happen for WrestleMania. It's already in the books. It, this is what's happening. So according to them and these marks online, you know, they have the two top matches for WrestleMania 34 are being scheduled as Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And John Cena oh, again? and John Cena versus Undertaker uh, in a single match. Uh, that's what's being said. These are supposedly in stone. Who knows if it is or if it isn't. But we're going to talk about it anyway. Guys. Uh, we just talked about Balor. I honestly would love to see Balor face Brock for that uh, Universal Championship just because he never lost it to anybody. He should get that kind of a rematch, and I hope it, they don't waste that kind of a rematch. But I don't know. Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar, why do I feel like we're stuck in repeat city, man? I'm, I'm Come on. There's got to be – that's not – I don't want to see that as the main event again. He already had his main event – WrestleMania. He won it in the main event and nobody gave a shit. And now we're back to this. Please, please no. I can't I can't deal with Roman Reigns at the top of the card, especially against somebody who's already faced in the main event already. I mean, really, how many main events have we seen as a repeat to close out the fucking show? I mean, has that ever happened before? I mean, Yes. Have we had Kane versus Undertaker three times? It didn't close the fucking show three times. Mm. Have we had Undertaker and Shawn Michaels twice? Yes. And the list goes on. There's been a few repeat matches, but we haven't had repeat main events, at least to my recollection. And if we have, you know, it's, it's not as if it's something that's happened, you know, two, three years apart. It's just fucking ridiculous you have an abundance of talent on the roster and this is what the fuck you want to give us a repeat if i wanted repeats i'd watch fucking golden girls at 2 30 in the fucking morning the only time the wb had a repeat main mania main event was rock versus austin yes and i don't count that wrestlemania great rivalry but let me get this wrestlemania 15 and then to wrestlemania 17 and the reason why it was so successful was because people were invested in it and people loved i mean rock versus austin wrestlemania 17 was by far my most favorite build-up that there ever was i mean they had the limp biscuit my way Rock versus Austin WrestleMania 17 was the only people that were the only time that people were actually invested into a, a repeat main event like this match Roman versus Brock. Why are they putting this on WrestleMania when is Vince retarded? Mm-hmm. Is he is he stupid? Does he not understand that people don't want to see this? He's doing stuff for his own amusement. I don't want to see Brock versus Roman. I don't want to see Roman kicking out of the F5, which I've seen before already. Now, granted, their match at WrestleMania 31, I thought was good. It was hard hitting. It was great. You know, Seth Rollins came out at the end. We're not going to get that here, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to get Seth Rollins saving the day. We're not going to get, you know, this authentic suplex city bitch yelling in the camera that's just going to take the world by storm. And we're not going to get that. We're just going to get a match that people are going to cry, bitch and moan about. And they have every right to cry, bitch and moan about. They have every, every right to fucking complain about it. It's a fucking match. It just oh. it 
the worst. Hopefully the fans take it over again like they did with Daniel Bryan's a few years ago. Uh, maybe the fans will change the main event if, they, if, if this even happens. But uh, I'm not too sure about this one. John Cena versus The Undertaker. Guys, after that shit show last year that Roman fed to The Undertaker, man, he hung that shit up. I do not see him coming back. Yeah. I felt like that was it, man. Like, you can't walk out of there like that, say goodbye, leave your gear in the ring, and then come back, I'm going to wrestle again. Like, I, I don't see the what, why. Unless he officially says this is a loser leave town or, you know, retirement match or, you know, unless he officially says that, then I'm like, oh, whatever. But after last year, man, A, that match sucked so bad, and I feel so bad for some of those spots that Roman did with him. They just fucked it up. They just didn't have chemistry, and it was a bad match. Let's face it. It sucked. So you have that. Do you go out on your, your back like that? Do you end your career like that? Okay, that's fine. I mean, he lost. He Whatever. We moved on. But now to come back and fight John Cena, it's got to be like a loser leave town, I don't know, kind of match end. Undertaker's done, man. Stick a fork. It's there's no there's no streak. There's no like, ooh, I need to see this match anymore. Like he should have did this fucking two years ago, three years ago, and it would have been fine. Now it's like, I don't know, guys. Are we are we gonna even get this, or is this just doing the marks online having fun? I think it's possible, and you know what? I really wouldn't have a problem with it because there's a big difference between a limited Undertaker working with somebody like fucking Roman Reigns. I'm working with a ring general like John Cena. I think, I mean, is it going to be a fucking, you know, four and three quarter star classic, Mr. Meltzer? You know, probably not. But I think these two can tell a pretty compelling story in the ring, you know, on ring psychology alone, as opposed to let's just have Roman go out there and look strong and fucking show how limited the Undertaker really is these days. I mean, Come on now. I mean, is that really how you want to end your mm. career with mm. Roman Reigns? One of two things are going to happen. You're either going to redeem yourselves with a, with a really great match against John Cena, or it's going to be even worse. And you know what? With the match that I had against Roman Reigns, I'll roll those fucking dice. That's for sure. <laughs> I think I, I, I really think he shouldn't even be having a match. I think this is that last year should have been it because they had the perfect send off. Granted, it was against a guy like Roman Reigns and nobody cares for, but the send off at the end of the match was just perfect. It was the perfect way to ride off in the sunset. Now, fast forward this year. I'm going to disagree. John Cena is not a ring general. He really isn't. He's good when he's in there with guys that can control the pace and that he has great matches with guys that are great wrestlers. That, but you put him in there with a broomstick, he's not going to have a good match. Um, you're, Taker, bugging. you're bugging. That's my opinion. He's not a fu- he's not a ring general. He really isn't. And that he's good when he's going against guys like AJ, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, guys that are good. But when you put him in there with a guy who can't wrestle as good, the match isn't as good. And that's so when you got a guy who just had hip surgery, I don't think this match is going to be good. I think it's going to tarnish Taker's legacy. And it's just going to be bad. I mean, Monday they were teasing Samoa Joe versus John Cena and Samoa Joe hurts his foot and he can't make it to the Rumble. So now they're scrambling around just in case Samoa Joe isn't ready, ready to go, throwing the Undertaker idea out there. You know, I mean, it's it's two legends. Yes, as much as John Cena isn't a ring general, he still is a big name in the sport of professional wrestling. Taker is another big name. This is a match that really should have happened two years ago, but didn't. 
Uh, for star quality, it's going to be probably closing out the show, but yeah. it's just a match that I don't want to see. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask you a serious question here. All right. Yeah. When, when you talk about John Cena's U.S. title run with his open challenge and all that, are you telling me the only reason that that run was as good as it was was because of all the people he was facing? Yes, or... and we've talked about this, and you've agreed with me on this. <laughs> Listen, nobody has been more critical of well, him than me. I did not say that those matches were fucking uh, good because of who he was facing. I was always saying I was upset because I thought certain guys should have gotten the rub off of him that they didn't get, and that he was burying them. It had nothing to do with what I thought the quality <laughs> no, of the match. I thought were. every so match. Every, complimentary. I thought... I thought every match that he had in the U.S. title match were guys that got John Cena over at the end of the day. John Cena so did not you're get them over. Cesaro is a better ring general than John. <laughs> well, okay. Absolutely. Well, guys, guys, let's, 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 let's take it back because uh, this might not even happen. I don't want to. I want to get too heated yet. Maybe when it officially happens, we'll definitely have a face off of uh, this because I I, I I can see who's going for who. This is gonna be great. But uh, these are just. Internet rumors, maybe, but they're telling us they're set in stone. Dave Meltzer, I don't know. You know everything, so uh, that's what he's saying, but we'll see. As you can see, it's getting as heated as it is. Uh, The only other piece of news I want to really say is that, hey, Austin Aries is back at TNA. (sighs) Whoopity-doo. What a horrible man. He could have had so much more potential, and they just didn't use him. What a shame. You know what's terrible is that I just bought his book. And, and the fact that he's in TNA now makes me want to throw it in the trash. <laughs> I, I really like, how do you go at working pre-show, working class athlete like Neville to going to a promotion that nobody gives a fuck about winning their belt against somebody? Well, I don't even know who we beat for it. The news was, <laughs> the news was Austin Aries wins the Impact Wrestling title. Who the fuck did he beat for it? <laughs> I read I read it was a gentleman named Eli Drake. Who the fuck is Eli Drake? <laughs> well, there, that's why. There you go. This is oh. why we don't do, do too much TNA news, guys. But maybe 2018 will turn that around if something really happens down there. But, hey, maybe he's just happy to be there and it's close enough to his home that he could do it on the weekends kind of a thing. I don't know. Real quick, though. Um, Don Callis, everybody knew as Cyrus the Virus, who was – Amazing on commentary at Wrestle Kingdom 12, by the way. Um, he He's a part of Impact now. He's a part of the creative team. He's a part of t- pretty much management. So hoping for the best with uh, Cyrus the Virus running things there. There you go. Maybe more, uh, maybe more stories on TNA in 2018. But guys, that was the week that was. All right. Uh, once again, joining us. We're going to have Lanny Poffo coming on and John Crowther, the writer for the new comic that they're going to be debuting this weekend on Kickstarter. Here they are. Joining us is uh, a member, a family member of the show. He's been on the show about three times now. Lanny Poffo is here, the genius Lanny Poffo. Lanny, how's it been, man? Uh, thank you for joining us once again. I am the genius full of glory and renown. 
still living in the past. <laughs> well, Lanny, I, will, I have a little bit of a, a breaking news alert for all of our fans out there. Lanny, you're going to be joining us on March 2nd in Waterbury, Connecticut for Northeast Wrestling's WrestleFest. You're going to be, you know, meeting and greeting everybody out there. That's a Friday night, uh, ladies and gentlemen. More information on northeastwrestling.com. And then also the following night in Poughkeepsie, you will be at Darkside Records doing a meet and greet on a Saturday, March 3rd from 12 to 2. And then also a little Q&A with the fans right after that from 2 to 3. Uh, for more information, guys, everybody listening, go to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. We have our, all the information up there on how you can meet Lanny in Waterbury and Poughkeepsie. But Lanny, are you excited to come back up to the Northeast where it's been freezing for a few weeks now? I am very excited, Credo, but then again, that genius is easily excited. <laughs> the first time we talked to you a few years ago, you know, uh, the Macho Man was getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, you've been on the road, though. You've been you've been at the shows since then. You've been talking to fans. Uh, what have the fans maybe been telling you uh, on the road since uh, he's been inducted? Are, are, are they happy with your decision? Are they, are they happy that the Macho Man's finally in the Hall of Fame? Credo, I didn't do it for the Macho Man. I did it for and that's the reason I probably wear my brother's WWE Hall of Fame ring. And when you take a picture with me, you don't just take a picture with me. Oh, no. I take off the ring. I put it on the fan's finger. And we take a picture together with the fan holding out his or her fist at the camera. And I'm telling you, Credo, now you've got a keepsake. Now you've got something worth saving. Well, hey, that, that's that, you know a lot of fans probably haven't seen it in the Northeast in a little bit. So, coming out to Waterbury and Poughkeepsie, uh, what an experience! You'll be able to to wear the Macho Man's Hall of Fame ring. Do you have any fond memories of this area, Poughkeepsie, or this area of uh, you know they used to film tons of shows up here uh, back in the '80s and and stuff for WWE. Do you have any fond memories of the area? I made my debut on the same night that the Macho Man did, mm. and he was on Piper's Pit. And, you know, he had a win on TV. And myself, I wrestled a tag team match. My partner was the great Pedro Morales. Oh. And we wrestled two um, jabronis. <laughs> and um, Pedro didn't know that he was tagging with one. And that was me. <laughs> and um, so what I'm trying to tell you, Quito, is, yes, I've got some very fond memories of the Mid-Hudson Civic Center oh. in Poughkeepsie. And also, um, you know, I'm kind of a strange history buff. So I visited the Roosevelt Mansion at Hyde Park. It's a lovely place to visit. I've been there many times. Your your gimmick was poems, but you actually love writing poems. I mean, this just wasn't just something that WWE created, right? I mean, this has been a passion for a while. That's right. I got my poetry start in the men's room of the Howard Johnson in Newark, New Jersey. And it's, since then, it's been totally off the wall. <laughs> and Frito, I even wrote one for your show. Can you I have can a I poem for us? Yeah, let's hear it. Another wrestling podcast, the greatest show on earth. And I am still the genius full of merriment and mirth. I'm feeling good at 63. I'm looking in my prime and I am still enamored by the rhythmic words and rhyme. Minority Mike and Credo, an angry cooter too. I'll abuse my first amendment. Until I bid adieu. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> wow. I love it. Another wrestling poem. It's uh, that was great, Lanny. Uh, wow. Uh, this is what we love about you. You know, come on and give us some poems. Uh, we, we love it, Lanny. You're always welcome on our show, but uh, I don't mean to, to take a, a, a sad turn, but uh, sadly you did, lo- you did lose your mom last year. Uh, but can you tell us uh, what, maybe what her thoughts were? Because I'm just thinking about this. You know, your dad was a wrestler. Your brother was a wrestler. You were a wrestler. Did she love the business too? Uh, that <laughs> all the men in her life were wrestlers. Well, she was Jewish. Okay, so she was naturally very, very worried about you know our physical health. You know, I worry. That's a, but you know you're going to drag me to an early grave. But she lived to be 90. Not such an early grave. Um, I did everything I could to help her along. In 2010, my father died, and they were married 61 years. And in 2011, my brother died, and she collapsed. Finally, three months later, I said, Mom, do you want to live or do you want to die? She says, I want to live. I said, then notify your face. She says, I can't. I said, fake it till you make it. Smile until you convince yourself that you're happy. Because you can get over it sooner or later. I choose sooner. So that's what I told her. And uh, I helped her out for the final six years of her life. Finally, she just gave out at the age of 90. But she was a Jew till the end. <laughs> she was a Jew. Yeah. I worry. That's the thing, I guess. You can choose your friends, but not your relatives. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, uh, I remember talking to you before the show about your, uh, you know, your mom and then the Macho Man DVD came out and how she loved talking about it. And, uh, you know, being able to, to see you induct uh, your brother into the Hall of Fame. What did she what was your thoughts about that, too, about uh, Macho Man finally getting in? Well, she didn't want me to do it. But when I turned 59, I became the older brother. And, uh, you know, I caught up with Reddy, who died at 58 and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was. I finally said, you know, um, I thought about Star Trek. No, uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonard Nimoy, um, Spock. And um, so I came home, told my mom that I said, I'm going to induct Randy into the Hall of Fame. She says, you can't do that. That was against his wishes. And I said, I am now the older brother. It is now my wishes that count. And I get to make all the unpopular decisions. So, he, you know, Randy enjoyed not being in the Hall of Fame. He liked to be, you know, the overqualified guy that wasn't in. That was what he enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So then um, they asked me if I would do the DVD with the Macho Man, you know, and uh, I convinced my mom to be in it. But um, I thought she did a good job. What do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you guys did great. I mean, that's what all the fans out there have been asking for for years. And, you know, it finally came to fruition. And uh, I think you did. I think you you made the right decision at at the end of that, at the end of the day. Uh, Lenny, I want to also bring up, too, you know, you have uh, a comic book in the works right now. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about this? Because I believe it's starting this weekend, a little Kickstarter campaign. Uh, what can you tell us from, it's coming from inverse press, the squared circle comics. Uh, it's going to be called the genius Lanny Poffo. Uh, what's happening with this? You're in comic book form now. Well, I'm very excited about it. You know, I, uh, I don't have any superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> I can bend paper in my bare hands. <laughs> 
<laughs> origami. <laughs> so, anyway, um, it's very classy. Um, I hope the fans invest in it. Um, if not, I'll just send them a bundle of money myself. But um, I'm really excited about it. It's very well done. I'm proud to be a part of it. And um, it's this is my third book, by the way. Um, Wrestling with Rhyme, Limericks from the Heart and Lungs, and finally, a genius comic book. So, yes, it is exciting. And um, Texas Jim Duggan has one also, <laughs> and Nikolai Volkov, and The Killer Bees. So there's going to be a lot of wrestlers with comic books, and I'm glad to be among them. That's awesome, yeah. For everybody listening again, once uh, on Sunday, January fourteenth, it's going to be uh, uh, Kickstarter launches for that. So make sure you check it out. I'll, we'll put the link up on our site. Make sure all the fans know about it. Uh, but you know, one last thing, uh, Lanny. Once again, to let all the fans know, uh, we're bringing you in. You're going to be at WrestleFest for Northeast Wrestling on March second in Waterbury, Connecticut, and then the following day in Poughkeepsie, New York, at Darkside Records, uh, where we're going to have a little bit of a meet and greet and a Q and A with the fans afterwards. Uh, you know, but that's not it, Lanny. I, I also know you're going to be appearing on April 6th uh, down at WrestleCon uh, from our friends at Mania Marketing. So uh, a few chances for everybody to meet you uh, up here in the Northeast and then down in New Orleans. Uh, any any last words, Lanny, for all the fans coming out to meet you this year? Yes, don't be shy. Just come on up and say, hey, give me the Macho Man's belt so I can take a picture. And, uh, you know, it makes me happy. Because, you know, I went against the family to make this decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's a double-edged sword. I know why I did it. I'm glad I did it. But I also know that if I meet my brother in the great by and by, he might just beat my ecclesiastical butt. You know, <laughs> but um, if it wasn't for the fans, this sport would not exist. And it's not fair. It's, it punishes the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they waited too long for Bruno San Martino and they waited too long for the macho man. So, you know, I just felt it was enough. You know, it, it hurt too many people. The macho man is not in the hall of fame. Mm. It's ridiculous. And, um, I had to do what I had to do. Um, my mother never forgave me, but I said, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. You're going to have to love me anyway, because I, uh, you know, when I was the youngest in the family, I didn't always get my way. And I mentioned a few times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now that I'm the oldest, now that I'm the alpha male, because there's no competition, <laughs> um, I'm going to make all the unpopular decisions. And if I can err on the side of the wrestling fan, that's what I'm going to do, because I wouldn't have anything or be anything without the wrestling fan. Well, Lenny, we thank you so much. We can't wait to see you up here in the Northeast. I know the fans are really looking forward to seeing you and uh, maybe not just the Macho Man's Hall of Fame ring, but I know they still want to meet the genius and hear all the stories you have to tell us. Uh, thank you so much once again, and we'll see you in a few months up here, Lenny. Okay, Credo, always a pleasure to be in your company. And uh, of all the podcasts that I've ever done, yours is by far the most recent. all right well we spoke to lanny about the comic coming out but now we're going to talk to the writer of the comic john crowther is joining us right now uh john welcome to the show yeah thank you thanks for having me on 
Yeah, I, you know, uh, you're a writer. You're writing for uh, the comics right now, a lot of wrestling comics out there. Maybe for all the people listening right now, we know uh, Lanny Poffo's, uh the Kickstarter for the comic is coming out, but can you give us a little bit more information about uh, this comic book uh, and Lanny, this whole Kickstarter campaign starting this weekend? Yeah, actually, Lanny's is the it's the third, is it the third, fourth series uh, that we're releasing, and, and actually the fifth book. Um, from Squared Circle Comics, and it's a biographical comic. Um, that's all the comics we write are biographical, and it's going to tell his life story from his childhood through his time in the ICW on into the WWF, with also touching on like his father, Angelo, a little bit on Randy, and uh, one shot. It, it's about 36 pages, mm. and uh, you know I think it's something that's really interesting for not only wrestling fans, specifically you know fans of Lanny and the Papa family, but you know really for wrestlers wrestling fans in general who kind of like to get a little history, a little background stuff they might not have known about these guys. Okay, we have Lanny's out, but there's also a few other wrestlers' uh, comic books that you guys have worked on. Uh, can you let the fans out there know uh, some of the, the legends they might uh, not know that you guys wrote about? Yeah, yeah some of the ones we, that are currently available, and, and again, you can you can get these by, you can go to squaredcirclecomics.com actually online and find them, but the books that we've got out currently uh, for Nikolai Volkov, for the fans who probably remember him from the, mm-hmm. from the, I guess all the way back into the '60s, if if you really look back, back <laughs> when the Mong, but from the '60s, the '70s, and in the '80s, and some, yeah, I think he even touched base in the '90s a little bit. But Nikolai Volkov, he was the first one we did. We've got the first two issues of his series out. Um, we followed that up with the first of three for the Killer Bees, and issue one focuses primarily on Brian Blair. Uh, a lot of people probably remember Brian initially from championship wrestling from Florida, but then eventually into the WWF and the UWF. And we followed Brian's up with the first of, and I believe this is going to be a three issue series for, for Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, which is a really interesting story. I mean, his, his life all through you know professional wrestling and actually a very, very good collegiate football career. And then into uh, professional football, into the mid South, he wrestled out in Hawaii, all of this before he ever got into the WWF. Uh, and, following uh, Lanny's book. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, that's okay. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. Following Lanny's book, we've got a few <clears throat> lined up. Actually, tonight before you call, I've been working on a script for, and I know most everybody, anybody who's a fan of wrestling has heard of this guy, uh, probably a four a four book series I'm working on for uh, Bruno San Martino, which we've actually gotten the blessing of WWE on that one. Oh, wow. And we've got books in the works for Rocky Johnson, Rock and Roll Express. Uh, Jack Swagger. Uh, let me see here. It, it goes on, on. One of the, if anybody who was a fan of glow wrestling back in the eighties, uh, writing a, a short series for Sonny, the California girl from, uh, nice. from glow. <laughs> so yeah, we've got some, some, you know, some really interesting in a, in a good range. Gangrel is another, a good range of, of books and characters. Uh, that we're putting everything together for. Nice. And uh, for all the fans listening out there too, this is with uh, Inverse Press, right? They also do a section called Squared Circle Comics. Can you tell us a little bit about that if uh, the fans are trying to look this up? Yeah, absolutely. You know, probably easier if you if you Googled Inverse Press would probably pop up. Inverse has been around for several years. They're, they're a publisher based out of uh, Alabama. And what happened is I, I actually got into comics, started writing a few years back, I wanted to do it for my daughter. And uh, I did a series that got some national attention. It got picked up by uh, called Rochelle, got picked up by a pretty large publisher, Antarctic Press. And now we got the books all over the world. And that kind of led me to do this uh, series for Nikolai. So I approached these guys at Inverse Press 
trying to find a home for the books, and they created uh, the imprint for Inverse Press, which is called Squared Circle Comics. That's where we get Squared Circle Comics. So they created Squared Circle Comics as an avenue for all of the wrestling books that I write. And uh, so you can find them. You can find us on on Facebook uh, or just, you know, you can go to the regular website. And that's really the best avenue to get the books that are out there. But the neat thing about, and, and we can talk about this more if you like, the neat thing about Kickstarter, which we do for all the books and we're doing for Lanny's, is it allows fans to pre-order <clears throat> copies of the books, but you can get special incentives as well, such as this limited edition autographed copies. Uh, we're going to have some of uh, Lanny's figurines available that are autographed, autographed trading cards, photographs, magazines, uh, some original artwork, uh, opportunities for fans to be drawn into the Rock and Roll Express series. So there's some really neat stuff that's out there. Oh, wow, that's awesome. And I'm looking at some of this artwork, too, as you were talking. Uh, can you tell us anything about the artists out there? Because, I mean, some of these pictures are incredible. I was looking at the Hacksaw photo that you got, uh, even yeah. Lanny's photo. Some of the, the artists are, are really amazing on this. Yeah, some of the artists. The, the artist on, uh, on Hacksaw's book is a gentleman named Rich Parada. Rich has done a lot of work for Marvel and uh, DC Comics. I don't know if you've got any of the art there for Nikolai. Yeah, I was looking uh, at it, yeah, but that, that, that artwork is done by a gentleman named Del Barris, who's actually the artist I also use on my Rochelle series. And Del's been in the industry since the 70s. He actually broke into the industry with DC Comics doing Conan the Barbarian. And, uh, and then he got into animation. He was the lead animator for uh, Stan Lee's Spider-Man series, television series that was on Fox, for Transformers, for the Shark Tales, the movie. Um, on Lanny's book, we've got some very talented artists, Rando Dixon. Alan McMillian. So we're, we're using some very respected and talented artists on all these series, which makes the books, you know, we try and make them as physically realistic as possible. They're not, you know, yes, they're, they're comic books, but you can tell by looking, I don't know what, you, what all you've got in front of you, but you can tell it by looking at them that we make them as realistic and uh, accurate physically as possible. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so but your area of expertise on this, too, is writing. Uh, when you're writing these books uh, about the wrestlers, uh, first and foremost, are, you're a fan of pro wrestling, I would have to say. Right. I mean, yeah, the, ab absolutely. You have to be, a kid. <laughs> so you have to be a fan of pro wrestling. <laughs> I mean, but, this is a dream. This yeah. was a dream come true. <laughs> uh, when we were talking earlier, I, I, like I told you, it was it was kind of funny how I fell into it because I've got a friend. We were I was mutual friends with him and and. Uh, and Nikolai Volkov, I didn't know that at the time. And he contacted me after he saw my Rochelle series, and he said, John, I, I really like what you're doing, and I've got a friend who was in wrestling, and he's always wanted his life story told. And uh, But nobody ever comes through for him. So I said, you know, let me know who the guy is, and tell him I'll give him a call. And uh, Because when I tell somebody I'm going to get something done, I get it done. So he says, okay. He goes, it's Nikolai Volkov, and damn, I dropped my, my my jaw hit the floor, you know, because I, I remember him as a kid. I mean, I grew up, you know, I was a big fan of wrestling in the '70s, mainly championship wrestling from Florida. But you know, I don't know how old you are, but as a kid, you know, everything was territorial back in those days. So you know, I'd see what was here in Florida, but anything mm -hmm. else I got, I'd have to go out to, you know, you'd go grab the wrestling magazines. Everything else you just kind of read about people. So he was a guy I read about. You know, of course, when he came with the Russians, we did get to see him wrestle in Florida too. But, um, so I got his phone number and I'm thinking, Oh my God, I'm going to call Nikolai. And as you probably know, and anybody who's listening, who's listening to the show tonight, when you hear Lanny Poffo talk, Lanny's got a voice that 
only Lanny has. I mean, you know, when you, when you hear Lanny Poffo, you know, it's Lanny Poffo. Well, Nikolai is another guy who's got that voice. So when I call Nikolai, the first thing I hear is, you know, Nikolai Volkov. I'm like, holy crap, I'm actually talking to Nikolai Volkov. So it <laughs> took me a while to get past that before I could really settle in. But it's become, you know, so neat. I, I probably talk to Nikolai two or three times a week. Now, we've become really good friends. So to be able to talk to these guys and pick their minds and, and you know, it's one thing to see wrestling, you know, on television or to read about it or to, you know, even go to live events, but to actually be able to sit and pick these guys' brains. It's, it's really amazing some of the things they've seen and some of the things they've done. And by talking to them, I'm trying to now get these things out to other people through the comics, which to me is a little, to me, I, I prefer it over some of these books you're seeing that are out there that are, that are novels that are being written uh, by some of the wrestlers, but th- with the pictures, it, we try and brought in, bring it in a little bit more. I think that just adds something special. No, definitely. You know, and, and I, I want to ask you too, cause you, you know, your area expertise is a, a writing when you're, yeah. you know, writing a story for the genius, Lanny Poffo. I mean, where, where does that process begin? Where do you start? Uh, what, what, I mean, is, can you let us a little bit inside your world of like how you get these stories for these guys? Uh, I mean, I don't know what comes to yeah. mind or, I, uh, I'll give an example. Um, yesterday, uh, I had a telephone conversation for about an hour and a half with Bruno San Martino. And what it comes down to is it's me just sitting there and I, and I'll get on the phone with Bruno and I'll say, okay, Bruno, you're five years old. Start telling me your story, (laughs) you know? And, and these guys will just tell me everything. You know, I can, I can ask them questions and they're like open books. You know, they're, they're walking history. They're walking legends, literally. You know, you know, he's called the living legend and he, he really is. And, and all of these guys are. So that's really how my process starts is I get him on the phone and I just start talking and just like we are now and just regular conversations. And I, I tell you, I've learned how to write with my hands really fast. I was never a good typer, so I don't bother that way, mm-hmm. but I just write and write and abbreviate and make notations. And it's kind of neat because like when I got, I got off the phone with Bruno, he goes, John, if you have any questions, just call me back and, and I'll clarify anything. You know, you know, so it's just, that's really where it starts. It's, it's, you know, I have some knowledge, but I don't have the knowledge that they do. And I get to hear a lot of, a lot of things I hear you don't even get to see in the comic, which, you know, I feel a little guilty to know about. I hear some of the, you know, the locker room humor and the uh, behind the scenes stuff that I, you know, it's not all translatable into a comic. I mean, that's really where it starts. Just a lot of conversations, a lot of writing. And uh, when a script is done, um, if I'm happy with it, where I'm at with it, I'll send a copy over to the wrestlers. Once they've added or made some changes or, or anything like that, they ship it back. We send it to the artists and we just go from there. Nice. Uh, now, uh, once again, you know, uh, with Lanny Poffo, you guys are having an event this Sunday uh, for the Kickstarter. Uh, that's going to be yep. uh, d- going live, I guess. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that for anybody uh, that's going to be down in Florida, I believe you said? Yeah. If you're in the central Florida area, um, if you know DeLand, it's in Volusia County. It's about, 20 miles west of Daytona Beach and about 35, 40 miles east of Orlando. We're going to be at the Volusia County Fairgrounds. I'll be there with Lanny Poffo on, this is Sunday. This Sunday, it's 9 o'clock until 4 in the afternoon. But I'll be there with Lanny. I'll be there with Brian Blair from the Killer Bees. Uh, a little extra for it, we'll be there also uh, Eddie Munster. is going to be joining us. So, you know, a little, little, little extra toss in there, but one of the neat things, if you come, if you come to the show, I think it's only $5 to get in for adults and kids are free. So it's really affordable. 
Um, but Lanny and Brian will be there to talk to everybody, pose for pictures, sign autographs. If you come to the event and you actually back Lanny's and pre-order a book there, spending at least $10 towards the book, which I think is just ordering a book basically, because that'd be the book and shipping you get if at the show, you'll get a free autograph from Lanny. We've got some, uh, some postcards made with artwork on it that I'd like to cover. And, uh, Lanny will be autographing those for people, but Brian will be there with copies of his book autographing and, and meeting with fans. So it, it'll really be a good time. You know, I, I think fun for the family. It's a, it'll not be a, a super crowded event. I don't think, which to me, I think that's kind of neat because you can really get some personal one-on-one time with the wrestlers if you want to. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like doing some of these smaller towns. So yeah, if you, like I said, if you're in the central Florida area, you know, come on out. should be good. I think it's supposed to be nice weather too. I think we're looking at a high of around 56 degrees which you know for florida that's pretty chilly so uh, you know but I, but i think that you know it's gonna be nice to get out a nice day it won't be too hot won't be too humid definitely yeah, be fun time well john you know uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight but where can the fans follow you guys on social media to, to keep up with all the comics that are coming out okay well you can again you can look up squared circle comics on facebook inverse press on twitter you can always i post constantly you can look for john crowther on uh, Facebook or Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram. You can, you can find me on Instagram, Johnny Crowder writer. Uh, definitely. You'll want to check us out. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're thinking about back in Lanny or any books in the future, because we will be posting links to the Kickstarter for anybody who's never done Kickstarter before at kickstarter.com. You can go straight to it. It's a crowdfunding site starting on Sunday after nine, when it launches, you could go on there and just type in, yeah, Lanny Poffo, the genius, and in, in, in the book should pop up. So, but you know, look for us on on again on on, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're we're on all. We're pretty active. Well, perfect, John. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate you having me on. All right, guys. Well, you know, how about this? Uh, Jericho has his list. How about AWP has their own list? We disagree every so often. It happens. We're human. But how about we agree on uh, things that are going to make the AWP list? Uh, Mike, uh, maybe you should explain this a little bit better for them. Pretty much, we're just going to put stuff on this list that pisses us off or makes us happy. Um, This week, it's something that pisses us off, and that's bad booking. That's been going on a lot in the WWE. Hopefully 2018 changes that, but 2017 was the year of bad booking. And I'm going to throw one out there and see if you guys agree or disagree. We, we just talked about him before, Finn Balor. That was bad booking the way they did with him. I mean, you're telling me, you're trying to tell me the guy isn't over. You booked the guy not to get over. And he doesn't get over. And then you're telling me he doesn't get over because you booked him not to get over. That really pisses me off. And the fact that he's not in the main event at the Royal Rumble when he was rumored to be, even though, yeah, it was a rumored rumor. And instead you have Kane, Kane in your main event. Doesn't he have mayor things to do? Bad like if I, if I was if I was living in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I saw the guy running for mayor, not doing mayor things, but he's on wrestling, he's on <laughs> TV competing in wrestling, like 
if I wasn't a fan of wrestling and I saw this, I'm not voting for this guy. <laughs> you're you're too busy, you know, playing wrestling on TV rather than telling me why I should vote for you in Knoxville. You're burning people. You're a demon. You're you're the big red machine. I don't want this. You guy. fucked Katie Vick in a casket. Exactly. I don't. <laughs> this is not my mayor. Oh wait, no, that was Triple H. My fault. Oh, with the cane yeah. mask on. He killed Katie Vick. That's right. So we're going to have a murderer as the mayor. <laughs> Bad That booking. murderer is going to be taking the pinfall, by the way, in the Royal Rumble. Well, you know, mm. like you said, though, Balor, man, you know, I think it's almost like they have a scarlet letter as soon as somebody gets injured, whether it's like the mine, some minor injury to some bad injury. As soon as they come back, man, it's like we don't want to touch them with a 10 foot pole. I mean, look at Seth Rollins. He was the universal. Cha- uh, he was the WWE champion. Got hurt, came back, never became the WWE champion again, and they just kind of put him on the back burner. It was like, well, we don't want to make you the champion again because we're not kind of sure what's going to happen. Balor gets injured. You know, his first night on Raw beats Roman Reigns, goes into SummerSlam. I think the only second person to win on their debut a championship at SummerSlam, the other was Brock Lesnar, second was Finn Balor, wins the Universal Championship. Loses it, gets injured, comes back, and we don't know what to do with him. We're having him go against, you know, uh, nobodies. And it's like, what are we, why are we booking this? I mean, guys, you know, I've vented about it all year, too, or or most of the few months, I guess. But uh, Jason Jordan, are you telling me you're going to split up one of the best tag teams you have going on another show just so you can bring him in and... uh, this was like a meme, wasn't it? Like you have like, you know, who, who's Jason Jordan? It was, uh, Kurt Angle's son. And this is what we're going with. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's not there for me. There's a lot of things that are just not connecting. It's totally, it's like night and day when you see NXT booking compared to main roster booking. And I don't care what anybody says. Oh, you got a bigger crowd. You got a bigger audience, whatever. No, it's wrestling fans. We want to see, you know, compelling storylines, and it's like, who is working backstage that we need to fire Cooterman? I mean, we're all agreeing on this, right? Bad booking? Oh, there's no question. And, and here's my example. All right. And 205 Live has had some of the worst booking the whole fucking year. Case in point, Akira Tozawa finally ends the reign of Neville on 205 Live and wins the Cruiserweight title. Only to drop it, what, two days later? Have you fucking lost your mind? What was the point? How many people challenged Neville for that goddamn title and lost convincingly or lost by hook or crook or whatever? And it was such a great run. Only for for what? A phantom title change. What a way to bring uh, relevance to that fucking division by having... Somebody who probably deserved a halfway decent title run lose it only a few fucking days later, gentlemen. The, the, wor- the worst thing about that, too, is Neville made that belt actually mean something for a Yes. Week. Guys, I think we can all agree and say that bad booking, you just made the list. So 2017 was a year of ups and years of downs. We saw a lot of crazy things happen, a lot of good things, a lot of bad things, a lot of things that I'm still trying to wonder what the fuck happened. Um, So 2018, we're going in this year with a lot of expectations, either good expectations or bad expectations. So what I have here, 
I have my own little list of questions, which I'm going to ask you what you think might or might not happen in the year of 2018. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read the first question. And your answer is pretty much simple. I'm going to ask you guys for your question, not happening or happening. Uh, So the first question, Adam Cole wins the NXT title. Credo, what's your pick? (laughs) Not happening. What about you, Cooter? I say that shit's happening. I mean, he's over. It's happening, baby. I got to agree. I, I think it's happening. I think it's going to happen. The fans want to see it. I, I think it will be good. It might happen. Okay. All right. So next question here, guys. Finn Balor wins the universal title in 2018. Credo, what do you got here? Happening, baby. Happening. Happening sooner than later, hopefully. Cooter. Have you lost your fucking mind? <laughs> not happening. Fucking Vince does not have faith in this guy. He's paired him up with the the two jobbers of the fucking tag team division, even though I love that it's happening. But, I mean, they're not going to go anywhere at the end of the day. I'm going to say it's happening. Next question. At least one football game will be funded by Alpha Entertainment. Happening or not happening, Credo? <sighs> I, th- I think it'll happen. I think he's got something up his sleeve, and I think he's just itching to take over another uh, sport happening. Cooter. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Alpha <laughs> Entertainment is the, is the group that helped Vince invest in bringing back the XFL. Okay, what's the question? At least one football game this year will be funded by Alpha Entertainment. All right, moving on. Who gives a shit? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. Okay. The WWE leaves the USA Network. Credo. Ooh. Mm, happening. I think it's going to happen, but maybe at least at the maybe beginning of next year, but happening. Happening. I think it's going to happen. When's that contract up, Mike? This year? Oh, well, it, I think it's... I might be wrong, but I, I do think they're they're in terms of negotiating right now. That's why they threw NXT on Wednesday night so they could try and buy, you know, so they can sell the NXT product to USA. But Fox is bidding right now in the WWE because Fox's contract with the UFC is soon going to be running out. And the, the, the WWE can bring in more ratings than the UFC can. They, could, they won't be able to deliver as much content as the UFC, but they'll bring in a lot more ratings. Are you f- first off? The I'm, f- I, 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 I'm going to say this. I agree that they're leaving. Oh, boy, what do I want to say here? I, I, I had a whole thought. Scratch this, Credo. I want to go second. Right, well, I'm, I'm going to say that, no, they are not going to be leaving USA. I think they're going to be staying home in USA. All right, next question. Wait a minute. I'm going to answer the question, but I'm going to say I think they're leaving, but I think there's someone's going to give them a better fucking deal. <clears throat> I really do, because for, for you to say that, that they can't bring as much content as the UFC, you're crazy, first of all. Well, the UFC, they have the Ultimate Fighter. They have okay. Fight Nights. They have um, – there's um, a couple other shows that – they do, but they also have like FS1, FS2, FX. And yeah, but they're, they're not up. like – there's not three or four weekly shows every week. Yeah, I know, but the UFC has a lot of con- – they make content just to make content. 
They do, but it's not going to draw the same amount of ratings. That's why I think it's a better move for Fox to go after him. Oh, no, they definitely will draw more ratings than the UFC. Hands down. I mean, at the end of the day, it all boils down to who's going to pay them more. And I think advertising dollars and that's their that's their major revenue is that TV deal. So, I mean, you're not going to risk everything and and throw your product and say, yeah, we're going to put. Raw, SmackDown, and everything on the network, and you have to pay for it because nobody will do that. Yeah. All right, next question, guys. Stephanie McMahon is the number 30 entrant in the Women's Royal Rumble. Shane or <laughs> Steve, what do you got? Mm, I don't think that's happening. I don't see it. Yeah. Cooter. No, definitely not happening. I don't, I don't think Stephanie's a mark for herself like that. I think she is a mark for herself. She put herself over the women's revolution with that speech about women in power. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. I'll ramble on it. But as much as she's a mark for herself, it's not happening. It's not happening. Okay, next question. Philadelphia finally riots after Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble. (laughs) Oh, I see that happening. I could see the marks doing that. You fucking marks happening. Cooter. I not only is it happening, I, I pray to God that it happens violently. <laughs> I like to the point where we're we're not even gonna see a full celebration from Roman Reigns. We're ju- they're just gonna have to cut camera that the, the crowd is gonna be so belligerent. Roman I throws think, him out, the booing and screaming and cursing is so bad they cut the cameras. I think the the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia that Roman won was a warning shot. This one, if, they, if Vince does it again, it's it's going to be problems. It's definitely happening. All right, next question. In 2018, CM Punk wins a fight. Credo, what do you got? Oh, man, uh, I really want him to. I'll say happening. They're going to feed him somebody. Feed him somebody. Just, I don't know. Maybe feed him James Ellsworth. Feed him somebody. <laughs> Cooter, what do you got? <laughs> Only if it's on Twitter. <laughs> okay. I didn't specifically say what type of fight. That's good. Thank so, you. Thank you. Uh, all right. So I, I'm going to say no. He's not winning a fight. It'll be a nice it'll be a nice ratings draw for a Fox card. Just so everybody don't have, doesn't have to pay to watch him fight. But he's not winning. Mm-hmm. Not winning. Okay. Next question. Let me ask you. But, but, all right. No, you know, I'll ask you this after the show. Okay. In terms of, no, because in terms of CM Punk, because it's like Mikey Gall is a, is, is a pretty damn good fighter. Mickey Gall, he was great. I mean, do you think if they had put him up against an up and comer who wasn't as talented, was just on the same level that he could have done it? That would have been an amateur fight if they did that. Well, I mean, we're talking about an amateur here. Yeah. <laughs> well, he went straight Fair to the pro. Moving on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 2018, this might be a landslide one, especially after the rumors that happened this week. Ronda Rousey wrestles in 2018. Happening. Happening. I think it's happening. I think she's realized she can't be the same Ronda she used to be in the real, you know, UFC and whatnot. But uh, she's got to understand she could still make a lot of money. But how good will she be? I don't know. I think it's happening. I think it's happening and I think it's a shame that it's happening because I think if she would have changed her coaching, um, she, she could have had, you know, a really good second run as a fighter 
and 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 really made even more money. I mean, it's happening. You already brought in Shayna Baszler and NXT. She's working. It, it's 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 a wrap. Yeah, I, I think it's happening too. I think it's the best thing for her. Um, I, I mentioned this to someone before that the UFC uh, bantamate bantamweight uh, women's division it's evolved, and Ronda hasn't evolved. So I think if she goes there, she's going to tarnish her her legacy as what for what she did for women's MMA. So I, I think the best thing for her go to professional wrestling where you don't get beat up for real, and just make a shitload of money. So yeah, it's definitely happening. Next question. Wait a minute. Let's do a sub question to that one. All right, go. Is Ronda Rousey going to win the Women's Royal Rumble? That was on my list. Oh, wow. I'm good. All right. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, Credo. <laughs> Happening. I think uh, out of anybody you're going to have a win it, it's got to be someone different. It can't be the same old. Uh, I think it's I think it's got to happen. So I would I would see it. I wouldn't mind seeing her do it uh, when it kind of gives her some momentum because she has no momentum doing anything yet. I have mixed feelings about that. And this is why, because it's the first ever women's Royal Rumble and you have Ronda coming in who has a lot of star power about it. And yes, it will bring in a lot of news media outlets, ESPN, all sorts of places if she wins. But then you got the women's division, both Raw and SmackDown that are there every week busting her ass. I think it deserves someone who's been on there deserves it, but they're probably going to put, put it over Rhonda. My, my only counter argument with that really quick, the first ever women's ladder match, fucking James Ellsworth ruined it. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I'm just, uh, anything no, I, can happen, I, I, right? I, yeah, I do agree with that. <laughs> I don't even think she's in the rumble. And I'm, and I'm going to say for, for, for this reason, if you're going to have her on a card, you're going to promote that heavily because you're going to want people to buy it and get subscriptions. You don't just, you know, put a superstar like Ronda Rousey on a card as a surprise and not fucking promote her. You don't do that. Well, allegedly, she's filming a movie right now and she's not even going to be available for the Rumble. Allegedly. That's allegedly. But we'll see. All right. Next question. Sister Abigail wins the Raw Women's Title. <laughs> Rito, <laughs> please. I, if we can get you know meningitis to make a comeback, that'll be great. But no, not happening. Please, no, not happening. That's come on now, dude. You gotta come hard or come or don't come at all, bro. No, don't worry, I got something for you coming up soon. Um, I think Vince is twisted if he does that one, so we're not going to go there. Uh, next one, James Ellsworth makes a run-in during one of Strowman's matches. Greedo. No, not happening. Not going to happen. It's No, less we talk about it, the better. Not happening. <laughs> Gooder. Yeah, that's not uh, – oh, wow. You know what? I give it a 50-50. I'm giving okay. it a 50 50. Okay. I don't see it happening as much as they have a lot of tie in in history. Those two. It's just not happening. Next question. Brock Lesnar makes a return to the UFC. Mm. Uh I don't think it's happening. I think he's passed what he's need to, needed to do, especially after all those allegations the last time with the steroids and whatnot. I don't think it's how ha- I think he's done. He's done. Gooder. Yeah, I don't think it's happening. I don't think they really have a, a good enough opponent where it's 
pretty safe for him to win against. You put him up against really a one-dimensional fighter in terms of Mark Hunt as a draw. And, and I love Mark with that heavy hand, but there was no way he was winning that fight against a powerful grappler like Brock. And you know what? Brock's over the hill, and there's that, that heavyweight division is stacked right now. Who do you put him up against? Who's not going to kill him? No, uh, it's not happening um, as much as I mean, his contract expires the night after WrestleMania. I think he's going to resign with the WWE. The only way he was not resigning if he had that John Jones fight, because that was the only money fight that they could have. And that fight's not going to happen. So there's going to be no money for Lesnar to make. And if he fights anybody else, he's going to get his ass whooped. Uh, so moving along. Uh, next question. Shane McMahon jumps off the Mercedes Superdome at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Uh, if it happens, and then hopefully that's his last match. I'm done with you, Shane. Please. I, 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 he's got it in him. I think he's such an idiot to do keep doing stupid shit. So I, I say we're going to see something happen, and that could be it. It's happening. I, I hope he does do it so we never have to see his fucking ass you know, in a match again, you know, he's going to have to, here comes the money. And then the fucking power wheelchair comes out. Here comes the money, 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 money. And he just peels out in his little electric wheelchair. That would be great. I'm not, I'm going to say it's not happening because if he does it, he's dead. It's a Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. The guy survived the plane crash, but he's not surviving that fall. <laughs> Last question, guys. And this one's going to be a kicker. Okay. In 2018, Vince McMahon's sex tape is leaked. <laughs> Credo, happening or not happening? Happening. Uh, it's got to happen. There's something that's going to... Me too. The Me Too movement's happening. Vince, you're done with. This is it. It's time to move Triple H up. Happening. I'm telling you right now, no sex tape will be released. However, there will be an allegation against him. I guarantee you that. There will, you be, know, a, there will be a Me Too allegation. It's funny you say that, man. And with all the sex allegations that are going on right now, I will not be surprised if something falls on Vince McMahon. I mean, for, first of all, to rewind back to my question, no, there won't be a Vince McMahon sex tape. But how funny would that <laughs> be? Um, but when now did you bring up sex allegations? I mean, remember, I, I forgot what year it was. But remember in, in Boca Raton, Florida, something about a tanning salon where he like, sexually harass some chick or she uh, she claimed that he did or something like that so i could see something happening for vince mcmahon's going to be on the list of celebrities you know what's funny is is, as i've i've become a a a good fan of bruce pritchard's podcast too and i was listening to a best of episode and they were talking about uh kelly kelly when she debuted on ecw and she was coming out and and stripping and dancing who taught Kelly Kelly how to dance? It was Vince and and your boy there in the office teaching her how to dance. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not Kevin Dunn. No, 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 no. You're the one. Whose podcast was I just talking about? Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with me today? <gasps> Bruce that, Pritchard's yeah. podcast. Him and her, you gotta move like this. You gotta feel the music. Ladies and gentlemen listening, if, if you have any suggestions or anything that you think is going to happen in 2018, tweet it at us. Let us know what you think is uh, what you think is going to happen, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. I want to hear it. There you go, guys. Wow. What a crazy episode. Uh, once again, 
anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. Check us out. Everything's on there. Past shows, old guests, new things, uh, a lot of things happening in 2018 for us. Another quick plug, Lanny Poffo. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, John Crowther, the writer for Lanny's comic coming out. Make sure you guys head on over to Kickstarter this Sunday. It's going to be debuting. Uh, hey, guys, uh, once again, you know, everything and anything can happen in 2018. So uh, make sure you stay tuned to another wrestling podcast. So, Cooter, uh, it's the end of the show, man. Uh, has your has the angry mom, has your mom sent us uh, anything for the show? She actually texted me like a half an hour ago. You're not going to be happy. Oh, no. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Enjoy about 50% less downloads, bitches. Love the angry mother. <laughs> what a cunt. Well, she is your mother. Hey, don't talk about my fucking mother that way. Mm-hmm.